I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good afternoon, good evening, Rush Nation. It is time for the matchup show. Um, first of all, I've got to send an apology for last week's uh, matchup show. Now, I tend to record these about a couple of hours in advance um, and set it to go out um and obviously went out um as the announcement that queen elizabeth had died um so there was no reference no mention no stoppage of that uh purely because again it it was uh pre-recorded and set to record and so if you were watching it live then uh that would be why you see anything and, and apologies for that the dfs show didn't go ahead last week as well as a result because of um and that is live because of uh it felt inappropriate to do that but by the time i'd realized uh what had happened and uh had seen the news i um it was pretty much too late it was about two minutes to go on the show so uh, i didn't find out and um, about the queen's passing until about 20 minutes after the announcement so um, by the time I would have got in to try and stop the stream, um, it would have been over. So I do apologize for that. 
um, for anyone that thought it was insensitive uh, to carry on. That's that's why. Um, and yeah, um, hopefully that situation won't happen again. So this video is also slightly pre-recorded. So if something does happen uh, again, then you're aware of that's happening. But hopefully you'll be able to try and stop the stream in a slightly faster fashion this time. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, week two, week one was uh, amazing. I just uh, have recorded the breakdowns on uh, patreon.com forward slash five yard rush for all the week one information. My view, my takes on all the underlying stats, all the key players. Um, so if you want all that information that is on Patreon, underscore five yard rush, get access for three pounds, five pounds, uh, 10 pounds a month, depending on the tier you join. And those tiers have different sort of merchandise levels that you get after a period of time. It effectively pays for itself. Um, so yeah, do join that. Um, it's a very useful show. You also get access to our WhatsApp channel. Now uh, that WhatsApp channel, very active in, I think everyone in there will, will say that a uh, great group of people in there. You get access to them and their ideas um but also i tend to answer all questions in there uh starts it and everything else per se so uh if you want access to the exclusive sort of week by week breakdown of all the fantasy stats um user usage and uh, and trends so that we can stay ahead of the game that's where you'll find all of that information over on patreon uh and you can watch those uh, and have access to uh those streams uh whenever you like, including some of last year's, which some of that information might still be quite useful as well, uh, as well as the book and, and, and everything else, uh, a ton of resource. So, um, right, we're going to get straight into this. Um, my rankings are live on 5 rush.co.uk under the tab Murph's rankings. So you can go ahead and put your scoring format in there uh, and look at my rankings um, as we go through, but also going to, uh, be going through this as a half point PPR ranking exercise just to give you an idea um, if you're new to this show welcome uh, glad you could join us this is a, a breakdown of all 16 NFL games I'm going to talk about every fantasy relevant player except for maybe the kickers and the DSTs um, just conscious of time I'm already five minutes in and haven't even started yet um, and I need to get this in in under an hour. So let's get to this. Uh, it is the matchup show, and we've got a doozy for you tonight. Monday, uh, Thursday night football, we have the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Both of these quarterbacks, highly relevant. You don't need me to tell you that you would start them. Uh, as a result, I do have Mahomes as two on the week, quarterback two on the week. I have Herbert as quarterback four on the week. So both of those quarterbacks uh, should be must starts. Uh, in terms of... Uh, running backs here. I have Eckler as my running back eight on the week, so definitely in must start territory. Clyde Edwards Hilaire looks to dominate the snaps here. He is currently my RB26 on the week, so again, someone that you can definitely feel comfortable potentially starting, depending on how things are in your lineups. So he, he got a good volume of the share. Uh, last week, so we would expect him to dominate the, the snaps out of the backfield. I don't think anyone else here from these backfields uh, is particularly uh, relevant or in um, a must-start mode. Maybe in a deeper league with a lot extra spots. Pacheco uh, and Jerry McKinnon, they're round about uh, RB52 for McKinnon, RB56 for Pacheco. Um, that's where I have those guys uh, right now. 
Uh, Keenan Allen is out this week. So huge movement for Mike uh, Williams here, who I think will lead the line uh, for the wide receivers. He is at my wide receiver 11 uh, on the week. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is currently ranked 32 in my wide receiver rankings. Uh, these are all half-point PPR. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is at 41. I think he's very much a boom or bust play. I've uh, Hardman significantly lower than that at 64. He is not a start for me this week. I wouldn't be playing him. Um, Josh Palmer is actually just next to him at 66 uh, in my rankings this week. So uh, I think for me, I'd be definitely starting Williams. I'd start uh, in my flex, potentially Juju Smith-Schuster. But that would be all I would have in this game. I do think both tight ends are easily startable. Uh, this week. Um, so I have here Travis Kelsey as my tight end one on the week. And I have Jared Everett as my tight end 14 on the week. Um, and could see him potentially climbing from there. But at the moment, he is my tight end 14 on the week. Uh, in terms of kickers, no Harrison Butker. He is out this week. Uh, that does mean Matt Amendola, who was kicking for the Jets last year. Uh, he's kicking. Do not feel like you need to play him unless absolutely desperate. Dustin Hopkins is my kicker eight on the week, and I don't think either of these DSTs are crying to be started this week. I actually have them back-to-back, Chargers 16 uh, and Chiefs 17 in my rankings uh, for this week. So um, despite uh, the big game that it's going to be, there aren't as many fantasy uh, relevant players this week as a result of uh, injuries, etc. Now moving to the six o'clock games. It's the one o'clock slate of games. Um, let's talk about the quarterbacks here. And I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback three on the week. I have two as my quarterback 17 on the week. I think this is going to be a tougher matchup uh, for Tua Tagovailoa this week. So I'm slightly more cautious on him, but obviously Lamar Jackson, you've, you've drafted him to start. You will be started him. There is uh, still waiting on some news on J.K. Dobbins. He did look like he was practicing. It does does look like he could potentially come back into the fold this week. Uh, At the moment, I've got him at the bottom of my rankings because I'm not 100% sure. So I don't have a a proper ranking on him this week. Uh, Kenyon Drake I have as my uh, running back 38. I actually have him just behind Chase Evans as my running back 37. Um, so I'm not really keen on any of the running backs in this game. Uh, overly, I'm more focused on having Lamar Jackson. And I don't think there's that many fantasy pieces in here as, as I would have liked. We look at the wide receivers here, and this is probably the, the strongest punch of the core. Tyreek Hill uh, is sitting there right now as my wide receiver 12. And Jalen Waddle is my wide receiver 21. Both of those are must starts. When I look at the uh, receivers for Baltimore, uh, I have Bateman, Richard Bateman as my wide receiver 26. I have Devin Duvernay as my wide receiver 48. I talk about why I've got Duvernay 48 over on the Patreon review show. Uh, but ultimately, I'm slightly concerned by the volume and also the percentage of uh, routes run on snaps. Um, and given these a third read on a low passing offense, I'm not expecting the kind of numbers that uh, he put up last week. Another player I talk about on that show 
uh, is Mike Gazicki. Uh, Mike Gazicki is someone they want absolutely no part of uh, right now. He is currently my wide receiver 24. Uh, sorry, my tight end 24. I want absolutely no part of Mike Gazicki. Um going forward but mark andrews i certainly will have he is my tight end two on the week moving on to the jets versus the cleveland browns so first off i will mention the cleveland browns are my dst one of the week they're a good streaming bet here so you can definitely feel free to pick them up they might be one of the better fantasy assets in this game neither of these qbs are startable so make sure you do not start them um, if you're in a super flex, maybe Joe Flacco could be deemed as part as startable. He is my QB 27. Jacoby Brissett is my QB 30. Um, so definitely not players I'm keen to start at any point. Uh, or who I will be firing up though are these Cleveland Brown running backs. Nick Chubb is my RB four in the week after 22 carries for 141 yards last week. And I have Kareem Hunt as my RB21. Um, so despite some concerns from me in the offseason, he is a player uh, who looks like he's going to get a significant amount of work. They ran the ball 33 times last week. Wouldn't be too surprised if we see similar numbers again this week. I have Michael Carter as my RB28 and Brees Hall as my running back 33 on the week in half-point PPR. Uh, just slightly concerned uh, the volume of the game script is going to go against them. So they'll need to be heavily involved there. In terms of wide receivers, I'm not really in on anyone in this game uh, at all. The highest ranked wide receiver I have in this game is Elijah Moore. He is at wide receiver 31. He is someone that you can definitely play um, in this game. But outside of that, I'm not really in on any of the others. I have, for example, Amari Cooper as my wide receiver 50 uh, after the lack of volume he got last week. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is in a very similar range as well. So um, really all I'm interested in in this game are the two running backs for Cleveland, uh, Carter or or Hill potentially as flex plays, and uh, Elijah Moore as a wide receiver uh, flex play potentially. Um, for any other wide receivers you're interested in in this game, let me just give them to you. Um, just pull them up here. Uh, right. Corey Davis I have at 48. Cooper at 50. Garrett Wilson at 63. Donovan Peoples-Jones at 67. That is where I have the wide receivers in this game. Not too much from a fantasy perspective in this one, although I did say that the Cleveland Browns are my DST1 streamer of the week for sure. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff. Uh, we've got Washington versus the Detroit Lions. Carson Wentz, after a very solid week one, is my QB16 on the week. And I have Jared Goff as my QB21 on the week. So well within the Superflex range of players to be playing. Uh, in terms of wide rec- uh, running backs, I have Swifty. Now, he is somebody to keep an eye on. He didn't practice yesterday. I could be rest. Keep an eye on that one over the weekend. Uh, I currently have him as my RB9 on the week. That could change uh, depending how the week goes. 
Uh, Antonio Gibson, I have as my RB11 on the week. So I feel pretty good about both starting RBs in this game. Not too worried about the scat backs. Uh, they'll get some work, but not players you should be absolutely desperate to play at this point. For example, Jamal Williams is my RB39, for example. So probably staying away from him. Looking at the wide receivers this week, uh, Terry McLaurin I have at 16. I do expect to bounce back. I'm on Ross St. Brown is my wide receiver 23 uh, on the week. And then DJ Chark is at 44. Jahar Dotson is at 45. I think there'll be some points in this game. We've seen both teams capable of putting up some points. You could say the Detroit Lions were a bit unlucky not to win. Um, I do have Curtis Samuel slightly lower down in my ranks this week. He's hovering at around about wide receiver 51. And um, just want to see that, again, week, week two, he gets that kind of volume. Uh, that allows him to be sort of that flex-relevant play every week. So I'm still a little cautious uh, on Curtis Samuel this week as a result of that. Um, tight ends. Uh, Logan Thomas I have as my tight end 19, just waiting for health there before I move him up a little bit more. TJ Hawkinson, my tight end 8 on the week. Uh, moving on to Indianapolis Colts off that tie last week with Houston against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a huge amount of fantasy players in this one. I would say overly fantasy relevant. I'm staying away from the QBs. Matt Ryan is at 19. Trevor Lawrence is at 20. Both within the super flex flex range to play, but one QB I'm staying away from. Jonathan Taylor is my running back one uh, on the week. As for this backfield, uh, for Jacksonville, I have James Robinson. He is currently at 22. Travis Etienne is at running back 34 on the week. Looking at the wide receivers now, Michael Pittman after that amazing week one. He is currently my wide receiver nine for the week. Christian Kirk is my wide receiver 27. Both of in the must-start play zone. Uh, absolutely. I don't think there's anyone else in here. You could maybe look at Zay Jones at wide receiver 54 as a flex play, but I'm not getting involved with anybody else here, nor am I getting involved with the tight ends. Definitely no need to start either of these tight ends this week. Evan Ingram is at 22. Mo Cox is at 27. So you can pass on both these quarterbacks uh, this week. Uh, divisional game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston getting to play his old team once again. Um, I have Tom Brady at, at quarterback seven on the week. Um, did think he looked good at, at times last week. Uh, just didn't get those touchdowns. Expect that to maybe correct a little bit. Jameis Winston sits at 15. I think he has upside potential this week. He played very well against the Buccaneers prior to going off with injury, a season-ending injury uh, last time out when these two teams last played. Um, I think there's some room for him to maybe go up uh, from there. And then I have Leonard Fournette as my running back 10 on the week. Alvin Kamara is my running back 15 on the week. Slightly concerned about the running volume of Alvin Kamara. Seeding touches to uh, Taysom Hill and uh, Mark Ingram. But however, they're both must start uh, plays this week. And there's plenty of wide receiver interest in this one. Mike Evans is my wide receiver eight on the week. 
Michael Thomas is my wide receiver 24 on the week. Julio Jones is currently my wide receiver 33 on the week, uh, given the fact there's no Godwin. He is out. Russell Gage is missing practice. He might not be 100% ready to go. Therefore, I do think Julio Jones will be the one that is likely to get more work. Uh, Chris Olave is at 42. Jarvis Landry is at 46. I think all of those players are considerable start options available to start this week. So definitely some interest uh, in there. This could be a relatively high-scoring game. I'm not overly interested on the tight ends here. I do have them uh, back-to-back here at 23, 24, 25 range for Taysom Hill and Cameron Bray. So not too interested on them in this game. I know Taysom Hill got some work last time out, but uh, very difficult to predict that going forward. Uh, Carolina versus the 1-0 New York Giants. First time they've had a winning record for five years, so congratulations to the New York Giants. However, none of these quarterbacks are startable in the 1QB universe. Daniel Jones is at 22. Baker Mayfield is at 29 on the week. However, both of these running backs certainly are available here. Christian McCaffrey is my running back two on the week. Saquon Barkley is my running back three on the week. He was exceptional in week one. So expect both these guys to get a lot of work, which means that there's not going to be a ton of work here for the pass catches in this. I do have DJ Moore at 22. I do expect him to bounce back. Kadarius Tony, I have at 59. Robbie Anderson at 57 on the week. Kenny Golladay at 62. Sterling Shepard, I have all the way down at 66. And the tight ends as well, you can fade in this one. There's no work for either of the tight ends in this game. So not a lot of fantasy players. It's really just the running backs and DJ Moore in that one. Um, last game in the early window, so it's, I don't think it's going to be an overly exciting over the uh, opening window here, is New England versus uh, Pittsburgh. Again, not a ton of quarterback action in this one. I have Mac Jones, uh, who I do think is fit at 28. If I get full confirmation, he will probably move up to around about 23 for me. I've got him a little bit lower, just I'm not 100% sure. Uh, 100%. Mitchell Trubisky, 26. He's not going to be moving up at all, um, regardless. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. These running backs, it's a bit of an interesting situation now with Najee Harris. Waiting to see how fit he is. He's currently my RB18 on the week. If I get clearance that he's going to play, 
and continue his normal role, he will move up for me. If not, he will move down for me. Uh, and the man that will get most of the touches will be Jalen Warren. At the moment, he's sort of hovering around about RB46. Again, if I get word that Harris is going to be out or he's going to see touches, then I would expect Warren to go up. If not, I would expect Warren to go way, way down um, into a relevant land. As for the New England running backs, depending on the game script, they should get a bit more work this week. Um, not, so I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I have uh, Damian Harris as my RB30 and Ramadri Stevenson as my RB36 on the week as it currently stands. Uh, we'll see what happens over the coming days. Uh, as for the wide receivers in this one, it's going to be a fair amount of Deontay Johnson, 30% snap share last week. He uh, is my RB, oh, sorry, my wide receiver 17 on the week. Is room for him to maybe go up this week? Waiting to get some sort of final uh, views on health and what the landscape's going to look like for the wide receiver call uh, before I make that call. But as it currently stands, that is where he sits uh, in my lineup. Chase Claypool is at 41. Uh, Jacoby Myers is my wide receiver 43. So within the flex range appeal, I'm not touching Pickens or Parker or anyone else uh, in this game. And the tight ends, Definitely going to be at the lower end of the wide receiver one scale. Uh, I have Pat Freemuth at 10 and Hunter Henry at 11 on the week. But both of these teams put up pretty decent DST scores uh, last week, especially the Steelers. I do have the Steelers back-to-back with the, with the Patriots at 10 and 11 in my DST rankings for the week. That concludes the early window. Uh, moving into the late window, the 905 window, uh, Seattle versus the San Francisco 49ers. The 1-0 Seattle Seahawks. Who would have thought that they would be winning against Denver in week one? But here we are again. Uh, Trey Lance here is my QB 14 on the week. Uh, difficult to take too much away from his performance last week in the rain. Uh, and some of those conditions in the fourth quarter were as bad as I've ever seen a football game in the rain. So uh, not sure how to take those. Uh, Geno Smith is my quarterback 31. He is not starting anywhere near any of my lineups uh, this week. As for the running backs here, Jeff Wilson is going to be the lead back here in San Francisco, uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Elijah Mitchell is out for two months. Jeff Wilson is my quarterback, uh, it's my running back 25 uh, on the week. Uh, Rashad Penny is my running back 20 on the week. Uh, would like to see him get more of the two-minute drill, long, uh, long down distances uh, as well. He didn't receive any of those snap shares last week. Uh, not sure what to make of Ken Walker. Didn't play last week. He is my running back 50 at the moment, and interesting to see how he will affect things moving forward and then as we get into the wide receivers here it's going to be um lots of wide receivers on show here Debo Samuel the pick of them as my wide receiver five uh, we have DK Metcalf I've just lost him there as my wide receiver 28 and then we have Brandon Ayuk is my wide receiver, 35. People will think that was high based on last week. He did run routes on 100% of his snaps. 
That's really important. It says that they are lining him up to get work for conditions mixed with trying to get on the page with Trey Lance. It didn't happen. That's going to work for him. I have right next to him, Tyler Lockett. They're the four wide receivers. So four wide receivers in the top 36 with my wide receiver rankings this week. You can feel comfortable starting all of those players. Um, George Kittle is one to watch out for for health reasons. Uh, as a result, I think he's someone that I've got at the bottom of my rankings. I'm not overly convinced right now he's going to play. So he is sitting there at tight end 49 in my rankings as a reminder to put him in if he does play. I'm not starting any of the Seattle tight ends as it stands right now. Um, right, moving on to Atlanta versus the Rams. And uh, if you own CPAT, this is definitely a, a good time to be a CPAT owner. He's getting a lot of work here. Uh, but before we get into that, let's get into the quarterbacks here. Only one I'm interested in this game is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is my QB 13 of the week. Slightly concerned by that wrist arm uh, injury, but we'll see how that continues to hold up. Um, Cordell Patterson I have as my RB 14 on the week. He is definitely someone who uh, is getting a huge amount of volume and someone who is getting more and more work by the week. Uh, Duro Henderson looks to be getting the majority of the snaps here uh, in the backfield. He is my RB31 uh, on the week. Um, Cam Akers is my RB40. I slightly hedged that. Wouldn't shock me if Darrell Henderson got more work and, and uh, exceeded that RB31. And it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the weekend, uh, before this game kicks off, I do move him up in my rankings um, but I am concerned about Akers. He won't be near any of my starting lineups this week, and I wouldn't expect him to be anywhere near yours after three carries for zero yards last week and no targets. Um, Cooper Cup is my wide receiver, two on the week. Uh, he got a lot of volume. It's really pretty much just him as a wide receiver here. I do expect some bounce back for Alan Robinson this week. He is my wide receiver, 30. It cannot just be the Cooper Cup show. There will be some more usage here. For Alan Robinson, I'm convinced it will be uh, this week. As for Drake London, I think we'll see him get more and more involved. Um, I have him currently as my wide receiver, 38, and he's the only wide receiver for Atlanta I'd be interested in playing this week. And it comes to the tight ends. Uh, I have Tyler Higby at tight end 16. I have Kyle Pitts at tight end 6 on the week. Moving on to... The Bengals versus uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have lost Dak Prescott for two to three weeks. Uh, that means Cooper Rush comes in. Doesn't mean you need to start Cooper Rush. Even in a Superflex, Cooper Rush is my quarterback 32 uh, this week. Um, Joe Burrow, on the other hand, is someone you must be starting. He is at quarterback eight on the week. Joe Mixon, to accompany him, is my QB6 on the week. Ezekiel Elliott this week is all the way down in QB24 with Tony Pollard as my... Oh, sorry, RB24 with Tony Pollard all the way down at RB41. Now, I just think that they're going to try and have to put the ball in the air. I think they can be behind. Um, I think they'll get some work, but I don't think they're going to get... Uh, huge amount of traction on the ground. They didn't look particularly great on the ground, although it was the Buccaneers they were playing. Uh, so I'm slightly concerned about both of those running backs, but you probably have to start them. You're hoping Zeke gets a bit more volume this week, but it looks like Pollard is going to be taking some work from him. Uh, Jamar Chase, after an excellent week one, is my wide receiver three 
uh, on the week. I have currently T Higgins as my wide receiver 15, but I do think there is a chance he could miss this game with a concussion. Keep an eye on that one, but he is currently my wide receiver 15, and if he is fit, he will play. Tyler Boyd is my wide receiver 37. This offense can sustain those three wide receivers. Uh, the on the other hand here, I definitely do not think uh, that Dallas can with Cooper Rush uh, throwing the ball. I do think it's going to be a lot of C.D. Lamb. He is currently at uh, wide receiver 10 uh, on the week. But uh, if I'm honest, it could be him moving down. I just think they're going to get behind. I think they're going to force three targets. So I think in a PPR, half-point PPR, he's going to finish quite high. In a standard league, he would be way, way down. I'm not convinced they're going to get a huge ton of yards here. Although Cooper Rush didn't look too bad uh, when he came in. I wouldn't be risking anyone like Noah Brown or anyone else this week. I think all the targets are going to go to either the backfield or CeeDee Lamb or effectively Dalton Schultz, who I have as my tight end five uh, on the week, and no need to worry about starting Hayden Hurst here. Moving on to the next game here, and I've got here the Houston Texans versus the Denver Broncos. This is not uh, a game I'm overexcited about watching or uh, analyzing as an analyst, but here we are. Um, Russell Wilson is my QB9 on the week. Davis Mills is my QB24 on the week. I do think he can have uh, a super flex uh, starter ability there. Uh, in terms of the running backs here, I have Javonte Williams at 17. I am lower than consensus. Uh, he was more of a wide receiver than he was a running back uh, last week, and that's what saved his week. Uh, he's going to need to see more usage in order for me to put him up in the rankings. Melvin Gordon is my running back, 32. Rex Burkhead, on the other hand, is the lead back in Denver right now. He's at running back, 35. Damian Pierce all the way down and running back, 48. Uh, moving on to the uh, wide receivers here. And... Right now, I've got Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver 19. Jerry Judy is wide receiver 20. It was hard to get much out of Monday Night Football in terms of the snap usage and coverage because most of it went to, and especially to targets, uh, went to Javonta Williams. So it'll be interesting to see how this game uh, will get a bit more of a picture as to who the favoured target will be. I expect it will be Jerry Judy, um, but I do think we haven't seen the best of Cortland Sutton just yet in this offense. Uh, Brandon Cooks is, by the way, 18. So I have the wide receiver 18, wide receiver 19, and wide receiver 20 in this game. Um, but no need to worry about any of the other wide receivers. Uh, O.J. Howard, after catching a touchdown last week, he is my tight end 20. No need to start him. Albert O is my uh, tight end 15. Not saying he will have much of a view this week either moving on to arizona versus las vegas kyla murray is my quarterback six on the week Derek carr is my quarterback 10 on the week i have james connor as my rb12 on the week so just squeaking in there with rb1 appeal i have josh jacobs as my rb27 this has turned into a little bit more of a committee and you've got bolden and abdullah and white we're going to take some touches away that's going to cap that ceiling of Josh Jacobs. The wide receivers, I have Devontae Adams as my wide receiver four on the week. And then I have Marquise Hollywood-Brown currently as my wide receiver 14 on the week. 
Hunter Renfro is my wide receiver, 34 on the week. And no need to worry about anyone else. AJ Green is the next one. He's at wide receiver, 58. So they're the receivers I would be interested in in this game. And then Darren Waller, he features in my list of tight ends. He is currently my tight end, three on the week. Moving into Sunday night football, and it's the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Green Bay Packers, after a terrible outing week one, expect them to recover like they did last season. Aaron Rodgers is QB 11 on my list this week. Justin Fields is QB 18 this week. Uh, Running backs, I have Aaron Jones down at RB20. It's because I have A.J. Dillon up at uh, running back 15. I think he has, in my mind, become the lead back. Uh, in this offense. Uh, inversely, I have David Montgomery splitting them. He is at RB18 uh, this week. I wouldn't be playing Khalil Herbert this week, despite some of the cameo appearances and value that he had uh, last week in week one against the 49ers. Uh, wet conditions, expect him to run the ball more, and, and that's exactly what happened. I wasn't expecting the one soon that we did get. These wide receivers... None of them are particularly highly valued in this one. Highest value here is Darnell Mooney. He's at 25, and that was a terrible performance in week one, of course, with the monsoon. Wasn't too big a surprise. Um, Alan Lazard, I haven't got in here. If he is uh, 100% ready to go, he will be around about 36 on the week, uh, and there's no need to worry about playing anyone else this week. Uh, just worried that Alan Lazard might not make it back. Um, so just waiting to get some uh, some view onto when that might happen. So he's currently sitting at the bottom of my list. But if I was to put him in my ranks, I would say he's more than likely to be around that sort of uh, wide receiver 36 range. Um, Cole Komet, who I know most people were incredibly uh, frustrated with last week, He's currently hovering that back end of the tight end one numbers. I do think that usage will go up this week. He is sitting at 12. Robert Tunyon is sitting at tight end 17 for me. Um, and then we have uh, Monday night football, and there's actually two games. So there's one game not televised and one game televised. Uh, Tennessee versus Buffalo kicks off at 15 minutes past midnight here in the UK. Uh, Josh Allen goes into the week as my QB1. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was my QB23. Uh, in terms of running backs, I have Derek Henry as my RB5 on the week. Uh, in terms of Devin Singletree, he's my RB29. James Cook is well off the pace. Uh, no need to talk about him at all. He is behind Zach Moss and Berry. Uh, in this one. In terms of the wide receivers here, Stefan Diggs is my wide receiver six on the week. Gabe Davis, my wide receiver 13 on the week. I think you can see the ball in the air a lot uh, from them. Isaiah McKenzie is wide receiver 52. Borderline flex appeal. I think you'd have to be brave to put him in there. As for uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, Robert Woods is my only startable tight end. He is down there at wide receiver 39. Uh, Traylon Burks is currently my wide receiver at 60. Um, and then as we get to the tight ends, Dawson Knox is my tight end seven 
on the week. Uh, no need to worry about Austin Hooper uh, for Tennessee. So don't see a lot of Tennessee relevance here. Just uh, Henry and Woods. And that's all I would be worried about in this one. And then Monday Night Football, the Minnesota Vikings against Philadelphia Eagles. This should be a really good game. Should be very close. I currently have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback five. I have Kirk Cousins as my quarterback 12. Uh, running backs in this game, I have Dalvin Cook as my running back seven. Miles Sanders as my running back 23. Don't need to worry about any of the other running backs in this one. Justin Jefferson is my wide receiver one. I talked about this on the Patreon show. I can see him getting a lot of the usage very similar to uh, Cooper Cup uh, last year, especially Kevin O'Connell is now his uh, head coach. Um, but he got almost all of his yardage, I think it was 48% uh, out of the slot, which he only averaged about 24% last year. So quite a significant amount uh, for Justin Jefferson last year. Um, which means of this year, sorry, 49% it was out of the slot. So getting a lot more targets. They're trying to set those matchups so that he can get more favorable matchups against linebackers as well as also um, safeties, less against the corners so that he can exploit and make those big plays. Um, AJ Brown, I have a wide receiver seven. Great debut for him. Uh, Devonta Smith is not relevant for me. He's a guy I'm severely worried about. He's at wide receiver 55, uh, so not someone I'm overly worried about in this game. Adam Thielen, on the other hand, is someone I would be playing. He is wide receiver 29 for me. And then the tight ends, we do have... Uh, Dallas Goddard is my tight end four on the week. Uh, Smith is down at... Uh, wide receiver 21 uh, just to quickly recap and go through my DSTs of the week I'll give you my top 12 uh, Cleveland Browns at 1, Denver Broncos at 2 Buffalo Bills at 3, Green Bay Packers at 4, Cincinnati Bengals at 5, San Francisco 49ers at 6, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 7 Los Angeles Rams at 8 Baltimore Ravens at 9, Pittsburgh Steelers at 10, the New England Patriots at 11 and the Indianapolis Colts at 12 uh, potential streaming options. New York Giants are 13. Carolina Panthers are at 14 this week. Uh, looking at kickers this week, Justin Tucker's my kicker one, Tyler Bass kicker two, uh, Matt Gay kicker three, Daniel Carlson kicker four, Ryan Suckup kicker five, Brandon McManus kicker six, Evan McPherson kicker seven, Dustin Hopkins, who is now with the Chargers, in case you don't recognize the name, he is my kicker eight, Nick Falk kicker nine, Robbie Gold kicker ten, Katie York, impressive debut for Cleveland, he's my kicker 11, and Jake Elliott is my kicker 12. Other streaming options here uh, for the week, Jason Sanders is my kicker 15, Chris Boswell my kicker 13, and Joey Sly, my kicker, 16. That'll do it. That will cover everyone uh, for the matchup show, every single fantasy-relevant player for week one. Hope you found this useful. I even managed to get this done in about 40 minutes, which is uh, better for all of you. You might need to listen to this twice to get all those names and numbers. Inversely, if you want to see my rankings, uh, link is in the show notes. Feel free to take advantage uh, of those. But Thanks very much for tuning in, Rush Nation. I uh, hope this has been useful. Got a lot of positive feedback last week, and it was great to great to hear it. Um, and I'll do some more breakdown with some more stats as we go through the weeks as well. 
once we've got more and more data. But that gives you the idea of where in my head I see these games uh, being played. There's a lot of, uh, I don't think we're going to see lots of high scoring games. I think we're going to see those lines quite low this week. Uh, might see some thrilling comebacks as a result, which would be uh, exciting. But I don't think we're going to get one of those fantasy weeks where we're going to get a lot of players shooting the lights off just looking at the matchups here. So, um, I think we could get quite a few blowouts potentially as well. So that's something I'm expecting here. Um, but I hope you found this useful. I look forward to chatting with you all on the flagship show next Monday. But don't forget, as always, keep rushing. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.